Well, hello, friends, and welcome to episode number 40 of the Copy Chatter podcast. Today, we're talking about wrapping up last year and starting this year. You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. Now, at the time I'm recording this, we are ending one year and starting another year. So 2019 just ended and 2020 has begun. I don't know about you, but I have been looking forward to it being the year 2020 since I was in high school and really kind of nerdy about stuff like that. <laughs> but we're here and a lot of us um, have probably been noticing uh, on Facebook and in emails and maybe on blogs and things like that. Uh, probably podcasts too. Um, not mine, <laughs> but others. Lots of people out there are doing this kind of 19 or 2019 year in review, decade in review. I'm seeing a lot of decade in review things. Um, and then looking forward to 2020 and what are the goals and what are we going to do with this year? And some people are like, here's what I'm going to do this decade and things like that. So in the spirit of a new year, I would like to talk about things that you can do to set your business up well for this coming year. And these are things that I recommend that you do really at every um, changing point in the year. So years kind of, well, businesses, I should say, have rhythms. And sometimes that rhythm is annual. It falls in line with the annual calendar. Sometimes it is determined more by what's going on in your regular life. If you are a stay-at-home parent and your kids are home all summer, then September or August when school starts kind of feels like a new year. And that's a good time to do this stuff too. Most of this stuff. Um, and, and again, January 1st is another good time to think about doing a lot of these things. So I have a little list here that I want to work with you through. One section of this list is kind of administrative, so to speak. It's like very task oriented. And then the other piece is something that is more about the mind game, more about the strategy and the vision and the planning. And those are things that you do not have to wait until January 1st to do. Those are things that you can do anytime any day, it doesn't matter. It's like New Year's resolutions. If you really want to make this change in your life, why don't you make it today and not wait until January 1st? That's why I don't make New Year's resolutions. But I do sort of think about, okay, well, the year is coming to an end and we have a new year coming up and what do I want to happen this year? Which is not the same thing as a New Year's resolution where I begin working toward that thing I defer working toward that thing until January 1st. No, when I know where I want to go and I know the changes I want to make, I start doing it immediately. It's just that the whole changing of the year thing is a, it, you know, it's, it's what people are talking about. It's a, it's a good time to, it's top of mind, I think is what I'm trying to say. Okay, so first, some of these administrative things that you might consider doing. If you are currently a sole proprietorship, um, which is how I recommend people start, only because it's it's easy. <laughs> I was a sole prop for the first 10 years of my business. And by the way, I just had my 10th anniversary in business, which is very exciting for me. It's been a really long time. I've learned a lot. Um, 
But I digress. I am only now filing for an LLC. I was a sole proprietor for 10 years and it was fine. And now I have a fancy accountant and she wants, she thinks it's a good idea for me to do the LLC because I'm now full time and, and all of that. So that's what we're doing. So if you have decided the time is right for you to file for an LLC, January is a great time to do it. Um, really, I mean, any time is fine, but it's a little bit cleaner for tax purposes if you do it in January. So that's just one idea. I'm not saying you need an LLC. I'm not saying you need to do this. But if you are going to do this, now is a good time. January specifically is a good time to do it. Other things, kind of administrative um, tying up of loose ends type things you can do in January. Update your website. This includes your footer. If down at the bottom you have copyright um, 19... <laughs> What year is it? What millennium is it? <laughs> 2020. If you have down at your the bottom of your website, it's like copyright 2017 through 2019. You need to update that. Update that footer. There are, um, with some themes, you can plug in a little shortcut that just updates it automatically. I actually don't know if mine does. So this is on my list of things to do. Another thing that you can do is say, well, it's a new calendar year. It is time to raise my rates. I want you to raise your rates at least once a year on all your clients. And I know it's scary, um, but you need to do it. Now, if this is a new client and you've been with them for like four weeks, <laughs> maybe don't raise your rates yet. But for any client that you've had for more than six months, this is a good time to raise your rates. Now, I, I like to give my clients some warning. So you may send them an email now just saying, hey, these are my new um rates. These are my these are my 2020 rates. And I know I'm springing this on you. So I'm happy to do X number of hours or assignments or whatever at the old rate. But moving forward after that, it's going to be whatever this new rate is. Another thing that you can do to help yourself out is to update your portfolio. Take stock of all the stuff that you wrote last year, track it down, find the links, what got published, do a Google search for your name to see if there's stuff out there that you didn't know got published yet. Um, update your portfolio. And similarly, if you have one of those as seen on banners on your website, if you have a website, go ahead and update, update that too if you have any. I was recently featured in Digital Marketer, which is very exciting. That's a big deal in my circle. So I need to do this for my own self, which is cool. Um, Another thing to do is if you have any kind of trackers or spreadsheets that go by year, go ahead and update those. Set up your new trackers for the year. Every January, I have to set up my new payment tracker because I still do that in Google Sheets, um, which is a little bit ridiculous at this point. <laughs> but here we are. I still use Google Sheets, so I need to set up my new payment tracker in Google Sheets. So if you have any spreadsheets, if you like maintain a spreadsheet of all your clips or of all your pitches or whatever, this is a good time to set up a new one. Uh, we already said update your portfolio. The uh, Another thing that you can do is set up a new tax folder for your receipts. It's a new tax year, uh, unless you've done something different. But for the vast majority of us, it is a new tax year. And so we need a new folder. We need to sort of collect all the tax-related papers for last year and put them in one place for the accountant or for whenever you sit down to your tur to do your tur turbo tax. Um and set up a new folder for you to start plunking receipts into. You don't want to just, it's just a simple thing that you can do to make life a tiny bit easier when it's tax time, which tends to be stressful for people. Um, yeah, so go ahead and set that up for yourself as well. If you are working, I just mentioned TurboTax, but if you are working with a CPA or you are sort of, out, if you're planning to outsource your taxes in any way, which usually looks like an accountant of some sort, go ahead and make contact with them now because 
it's still as I'm recording and publishing this, it's the first week of January. Um, they their schedules are about to go nuts. <laughs> so go ahead and get your stuff in now. At least like commit and be t- have them take you on as a client now while they still have room. And then go ahead and get your stuff to them ASAP. So you may need to wait for some 1099s. You may need to wait for a few things to come in and all, you know, all your personal tax stuff needs to come in too. Um, But go ahead and start moving in that direction. Start collecting all those papers, stick them in a big manila folder or a big envelope or whatever you have. It, It just, it makes your life easier. And as things are a little bit slow and people are in admin mode right now, it's, it's a good time to channel that energy and set yourself up for a slightly easier tax time when it comes. And don't wait until April 14th to send all that stuff to your poor accountant. Just don't. (laughs) Um, Speaking of taxes and accounting, if you are um, making estimated quarterly payments, which you should be if you're making money, um, go ahead and tally up all of your income for last year calculate your whatever your tax percentage is that you're taking out I tend to do um, I do 25% um, so 25% of my gross receipts so this is my income I take all the money that I earn I subtract out all the expenses and then 25% of what is left that goes to the IRS so tally up how much you have already sent to the IRS and then anything left over go ahead and send that Make your estimated payment. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, please let me know (laughs) and I will help you. Um, uh, But yeah, go ahead and send those in. I think they're due January 15th. So uh, do it. Make it happen. Um, Don't get in trouble. (laughs) You won't get in big trouble if you miss a quarterly payment, but they will notice. Um, And and that's not the kind of thing you want them to be noticing a lot of. Um, another thing to do is take a look at your bio. If you have an author bio that's drafted, go ahead and do a once over and see if you need to make any updates. Just kind of freshen it up. You don't have to do this. I like to do this because I feel like I grow every year. And so I want my bio to reflect the growth that I do. Um, some people like to keep their bio really consistent over, you know, five years, which is fine too. That's just not what I do. So take a look at your bio, see if there's anything you want to um, refresh. Another thing, um, I should have said this back when we were updating our website, we were in website mode, is to look at your metrics. Check out, you know, if you are on social media, if you're doing a content marketing strategy or social media strategy, check out your metrics. Where did you start in January and where did you end up at the end of December? What, you know, what's your growth rate? Were there particularly high months? Were there particularly low months? If you have a website and you have Google Analytics installed, look at your analytics. If you have a website and you don't have Google Analytics installed, go ahead and get it installed. Metrics can be really helpful for knowing how people are finding you. Um, and it's it's just a good idea to have your analytics set up. So go ahead and check that out or look at that if you want to. Um, another thing I like to do kind of ongoing, but then over the course of the year when I'm reviewing all my expenses and whatever, I will collect all of my training that I buy into one place. I way overbought on training in 2019. Some of it I bought just to do like funnel analysis or competitor analysis. And some of it I bought because it's like, oh, I need that. And then I I either didn't finish it or I never made time to actually go in and use it. And so it's still sitting there unused. There's a Facebook ads training that I bought 
over Black Friday that I still haven't opened that I really need to get into. So take stock of the training and the resources that you bought. Decide what you are actually going to use. Decide what you probably shouldn't have bought in the first place and let it go. You may be inside a refund window and that's fine if you want to do your refunds. Do your refunds. Get your money back if you can. There's nothing wrong with that. You're not a bad person for refunding. Um, what makes you a bad person is when you get belligerent if you <laughs> can't qualify for a refund. <laughs> Don't do that. I get people like that. It's obnoxious. Um, but if you do qualify and you decided this is not something you want, go ahead and process, you know, request your refund. And then everything else that you bought that you are serious about using, schedule time to go through these trainings and use them. Okay, but make a list, make a plan and start um, making it happen. Um, and then finally, I would like you to look over your, if you've been tracking your pitches and your inquiries and your prospective clients and your follow-up and, and those kinds of things, go back and see if there are any loose ends that you want to tie. Is there um, maybe a conversation that dropped off that you can pick up? Is there something that you applied for and they said, we already found another writer, but we'll keep your info on file. If it's been like six months, send them another email and say, hey, how's it going? Are you, do you anticipate needing another writer soon? I would still love to work with you. Um, I had a couple of gigs work out like that, just kind of one-offs, not like a ton of work, but that is a strategy that can lead to work for you. And you can set up a pretty simple template, um, you know, just sort of a, hey, just checking in, um, wanted to know if you, you need a writer again, I would, I'd love to help you out kind of stuff. And tie up those loose ends, follow up with these clients who kind of fell off right before Thanksgiving, um, and things like that. Now that is more of the administrative stuff. Now I want to talk to you a little bit about more of the kind of mindset and vision and planning things that you can do. Now, the first thing I like to do at the end of the year, and it goes along with um, some of the some of the kind of year in review things more administratively, where I'm looking over my records and I'm thinking about what I did. But I want you to take some time to review your achievements. Look back at the body of work that you produced last year. And for some of you, that's it's going to be a lot for some of you like you started in January or February, and we're like, I wonder if this is a thing that could happen. And now like your docket is full and you've done a lot. And that's awesome. For some of you, um, maybe you're just getting started and you don't have much to share for yourself. For some of you, you got really derailed and got really discouraged and, and didn't make the kind of progress that you wanted to make. All of these things are fine. All of these things are okay. Some of them are maybe, you know, maybe we don't want to get derailed year after year after year. That would be sad and unfortunate and very frustrating. Um, but even if you that was you last year, um, look over the things that you did. There, I know that there are things that you did. And so think about what your achievements are. And then as you're thinking about everything that you did, what will also come up for you is what some of your trouble spots were. Maybe you got really um, discouraged because all of your pitches were rejected and, and you couldn't find any client work. Maybe you realized that you spent way too much time trying to get your website figured out and, and you wasted, again, all that time and that was frustrating and sad and you still don't even like your website. Maybe you realized that you overbooked yourself and you spent a lot of time being stressed out. Um, maybe you realize that your effective hourly rate was like $6, which happens 
a surprisingly large amount of time. And so that is where you got stuck. You got stuck in the low, in the low pay rut. I definitely got stuck there multiple times. And, and like with every new level I reach, I get stuck there and I find myself bogged down in some kind of major project. And it's like, I'm not getting paid enough for this. I I am just like, I'm not being compensated well enough for this. And this needs to not happen again, right? So look for the things that you're like, this needs to stop happening. I need to find a way to do better. So make a list of your accomplishments, make a list of your trouble spots, and then taking into account your accomplishments, which you can feel really good about, and taking into account your trouble areas, I want you to think about what you want to leave in last year and what you want to bring into this year. And that's maybe sounds a little bit squishy and a little bit woo, but like if there are things that you did last year that you don't want to keep doing this year, then I want you to leave them in last year. If you have regrets, leave them in last year. Don't beat yourself up about them now. Just resolve to do better moving forward. Learn from any of the the mistakes you feel you made and decide how you're going to avoid making those in the future or what you're going to do differently. Just leave it, leave it in the past, right? Um, The other thing to think about is the stuff that you did well, and this goes hand in hand with your accomplishments. What did you do well? What do you want to continue doing? What do you want to bring forward into this new year? And this may be accomplishments. It may be maybe a rate milestone that you hit. It may be um, a type of client that you landed and you want to do more of that. And it may be more of like a mindset where you you really found your determination or you really broke through the fear and um, found ways to keep going even when you felt really discouraged. Anything like that that you want to keep doing, resolve to bring those forward and to keep doing those things and to leave behind anything that you don't want to be doing anymore of. Now, once you have thought about those things, you can decide what your next move is. And this is kind of like making your plans or making your goals. What do you want the end of the, what do you want your business to look like a year from now? Um, And this could be, you could get very um, general about this. Like I want to be able to quit my job, which is like kind of a big thing. Or you can get very specific. I want to be making X number of dollars every month. I want to be working X number of hours. I want to have bylines on X, Y, and Z publications. I want to have broken into this new market. Um, However general or specific you want to make it, think about what you want the end of this year to look like. And then you can start laying out your specific goals. And we talked about goal setting in a previous episode. I think it might be the one right before this one. Um, talking about how to take your big goals and and actually make them happen. Um, but this is the thing that happens before you do that part. So you think about what you want to do this year, and then you can start breaking it down into your goals. But think not only in terms of like client load or anything like that, but really think about what do you want your life to look like? What do you want it to feel like? And I know I'm sort of getting into Danielle Laporte territory where it's like, how do you want to feel in your business? Right. But, but that stuff matters. If you want to be not stressed out, like you were all of last year, hello, I'm raising my hand. Then you need to do some things differently. So think about what do you actually want to feel? What is, what do you want your life to actually look like? And then you can reverse engineer it. And it takes some time sometimes to actually be able to accomplish that stuff. But 
Um, you have to know what you're aiming for so that you can hit it. So this is something I will say I'm doing a lot of right now because um, the end of the year last year was really tough for me. I sort of, after probably nine full months of pushing it way too hard and carrying tons of stress, um, I kind of was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't, I do not want to feel like this anymore. So I'm now in this new month um, with a clean slate. I got a lot of my deadlines and stuff off of my plate at the end of the year and whatnot. So now I'm starting fresh and trying to figure out how did I get myself into that mess and how do I avoid getting myself into the same mess <laughs> in the future? So we are all in this together. Okay, so um, yeah, I think that's everything I wanted to share with you about setting yourself up and setting your business up right for the new year. Do these administrative things, kind of tie up some loose ends, you know, update your website, update your portfolio, get everything clean and, and ready to go and and spruced up and presentable, but also do a lot of thinking about what did what you did right last year, what you um, don't want to keep doing last year. I won't say what you did wrong, but what you don't want to continue into this year and then do some planning and some thinking about, you know, what do I want this to actually look like? And then reverse engineer it so that you are moving in that direction and making all these positive steps. So if you have any questions or any input or any kind of brain help with brainstorming or things like that, I invite you to join us in the Facebook group. Um, I love having conversations like this with folks in the group. So you can come find us. We are the Inkwell Guild on Facebook, or you can go to ashleygainer.com slash Facebook, and that will take you right there and um, get uh, save your spot and come join us. And with that, I will sign off here wishing you a happy new year full of success and good feelings and lots of exciting new horizons and all these cool things that you are going to do this year. I want to be here to cheerlead you and be a support and encouragement for you. So tell us how it's going. I encourage you to do that. A funny thing happened the other day. I realized that many of my podcast listeners don't know about Clips Camp. So now I'm going to tell you about it. Clips Camp is a three-week course for new and advanced new <laughs> freelance writers who want to get started with high-paid client work. If you are on Upwork and miserable, if you're on Fiverr and miserable, or if you haven't even done anything to get started and you don't know what the first step is, Clips Camp is for you. I'm teaching you how to put together a solid portfolio of writing samples that position you as the kind of awesome writer that awesome clients want to hire. So if you want in on that or you just want more information, go to clipscamp.com and I will see you on the inside.